Hello, everyone, and welcome back to that episode of the Tween the Lines podcast. Here I am today, joined by two very special guests. Welcome, Mikey. Welcome, Oscar. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, so today, as I promised, uh, we're going to be talking about the James Harden trade. Obviously, a very, very big trade. Do you guys think it's going to happen or not? I actually didn't think it was going to happen to start the season. But then when he came out in press conferences and stuff, yeah. it was pretty obvious. His conditioning as well was pretty terrible. Seeing uh, that whole pre-game meal thing you saw from the announcer. Oh, yeah. yeah interesting. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I think the NBA, I, I find it so weird how... Look at what's coming on. And let's say you're playing like 2K or something on the My League, and you um you see these trades happening. Think, oh, that's kind of annoying. That's so unrealistic. Like, why would they ever happen? Like James Harden going to join Kyrie and KD in the Nets. Like, if you look at that from like a year ago, you think it's crazy. But yes, you know now it's actually happened. But to get into the details, I guess that's what people are here for. Um, so the Rockets they received from the trade, they received Karis LeVert, Jarrett Allen, Tyrion Prince, Rodney Rodian Crooks, three Brooklyn first rounders and four Brooklyn pick swaps. They ended up trading Karis LeVert to the uh, Indiana Pacers for Victor Oladipo, well, Karis LeVert in a second, and then traded Jarrett Allen, Turian Prince, the Cavs for Dante Exum, and then Milwaukee first 2022. Your guys' thoughts on that? I think the Cavs are the biggest winners. Jarrett Allen is one of the better win protecting the league and they gave up virtually nothing. Yeah. To and considering their future back already, They've been good this season. Yeah, Sex Lambs have been very good. Yeah, they can get rid of Drummond and K Love, although K Love is a bit of a tough one. But yeah. um, then they've got a good future. I think it's a it's it's a kind of like a really big win as well because Andre Drummond literally cost them nothing. It was like Brandon Knight and John Henson in the second, I think. So really they're just gonna have a massive gain from him because well they're obviously not gonna have to pay him and give him a new contract, you know, like twenty something mil a year. What do you think about that, Oscar? I think uh, I was gonna I was gonna touch on Jarrett Allen because I think mm-hmm. he's just he's been really good for the Nets, especially recently. Like Mikey said, as a rim protector, but I think the trade in general shows shows what the Nets want to be doing, and I think they're looking they're looking to be pushing for a ring short term oh, yeah, rather than looking long term. And I think if yeah. they don't get that ring soon, they're I don't know what's going to happen to them in the future. To be honest, I think it's. It's a gamble, but yeah, it's I mean, yeah, obviously it's quite, quite a... Quite a, a um, I mean, the whole thing got with Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. And him getting fined recently. Seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's one of those things that can either pay off so, so well or not at all. I mean, obviously, you've got three of the most ball-dominant players in their positions. Remember, I saw a thing, actually. I saw a stat. I need to go check it real quick. Um, and it was on, basically, how how they... um how They're, like, they're kind of... Uh, Player usage rate. Mm. And I think I can find it. Well, Harden's obviously always up there. Yeah, I mean, Harden's like one of the most, like in history, or I guess you could say. Oh, yeah, I got it here. Yeah, so you got in history, James Harden's eighth with 30.69%, KD's 12th with 30.16%, and Kyrie's the 16th with 29.29%. So mm. all three players all work best with the ball in their hands. Obviously, I think KD can be good off ball as well as a wing. Um, I think it'd be interesting because obviously, exactly. Obviously, Kyrie has been pretty adamant on you know the trade not happening, or kind of adamant on not wanting the trade to happen. So he was happy with his little uh, buddy KD in in Brooklyn and kind of just them two. Obviously, KD was endorsing the trade for James Harden because he wants to win. But I think Kyrie, I I don't, I just don't like Kyrie. I think I've mentioned it in previous podcasts. Just the way he kind of when I first, I first you know lose to him, referring to. 
the the media as pawns, saying we won't talk to them because they're pawns and they're like not important, pretty much. Then kind of just, you know, uh, not playing like was it four games because he just didn't want to, and then, yeah, you know, that was going to a little family party without a mask. It's just it's just pathetic. Like, yeah, I understand I think... it's his world, but it, it's just uh, you can't be doing that. I think it's he's he's a great player, but I think his attitudes it kind of lets him down. Oh, I guess, definitely. and the calls yeah. for him to retire. I don't know. I, mean, I think the yeah. calls for him to retire recently may be a bit much, but yeah. you can see where they're coming from. Really. Exactly, exactly. Like Stephen A. Smith saying that. I mean, he had a, a point just in terms of like if he's not going to care and bother and play, you know, there's not really much point. He's getting so he's obviously he's forfeited like one point five mil, I think, over the last four games for not playing plus fifty k for the mask. But then again, that's like that's that, those are pennies. Him. Obviously, it's a lot of money, but out of the you know his thirty mil contract plus all the endorsements he has, it's not really loads, and so it doesn't it doesn't really take away much from him. If you get what I mean, like he he'll just be like, yeah, cool, I don't care, and he probably still talking about flat Earth or something. I'm surprised. <laughs> but um, anyway, not focus on Kyrie as much. I think a big winner is Pacers. There's the Pacers as well because obviously he had Oladipo saying he didn't want to stay, and he's a free agent at the end of the year. Pace is obviously not going to want to pay him like 20 mil or so, how much ever he wants. And then you got Karras Levert and a second out of it. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I think both the Rockets and Pacers win that. I think Oladipo is a good fit in the Rockets. And Levert, when he's been without KD and Kyrie, and he's averaging like 33, 5 and 9 or something. So yeah. He's I saw 39 points actually recently. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean... I think it's interesting because with Oladipo, apparently he still wants to go to the Heat. He's adamant on joining the Heat, which it's kind of it's one of those things where, as a Heat fan, I I, I quite like, I guess, mm-hmm. but he's just not really in need right now. You know, Oscar Oscar just wants a Heat, and uh, I'd say the biggest biggest need right now is a a big man in terms of getting Center, rebounding. Yeah, yeah the Heat get absolutely killed. And talking about the whole Andre Drummond thing, I was thinking about it. It could be interesting an Andre Drummond trade to the Heat. Now, I personally wouldn't really want this, but yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, if I mean the, the solutions there, I mean, he needs rebounding. Andre Drummond is technically one of the best rebounders in the league, if not the best. So it could make sense from that point. I think a more realistic trade could be Lamarcus Aldridge on the Spurs, because I mean, you kind of have to look at players like you also need the Heat needs to trade for a good big man, but then you know, good big men on good teams. We were oh, in talks for uh, uh, PJ Tucker. He's not the biggest, but yeah, yeah, he's, I mean, he's definitely got a uh, kind of fight in him. He's like six foot eight. Yeah. But he can fill the need because he's a good stretch. He's like one of the best corner shooters yeah, in the league exactly. right now. Um, yeah, plays I mean, Kelly Olynyk. Yeah. yeah, I mean the thing with Kelly Olynyk is is weird. He can play one game where he shoots, scores twenty points, and like, I mean, if you look, if you look at his tape, he always puts his body in the line. Like, he's not a very good defender, mm-hmm. but he's always taking charges and stuff. But he's just not that technically gifted in terms of defending. And then he's just a bit sluggish, really. I don't know. He's a good shooter, and that's helpful. But yeah, the Heat need because the Heat like the Heat have had like different power forwards playing each game, pretty much. Between Myers Leonard, Kelly Linick, you yeah. had Russian Chiwa, Casey Parler. Max um, Struss is coming as well. Yeah. Got Mo Harkless as well. I mean, there are t- different powerful they've had they've had. I think if they get a guy like Marcus Aldrich who has one year left in this deal, twenty four mil. Um but I think we're you know, we're we're going too much off the trade. Well but I think I was gonna sorry, say go talk, talking about defence, like, I don't know where the Nets are gonna find it. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I think yeah. that's where they're going to struggle. If that's where they're going to lose the ring, is yeah, okay, cool. They've got the offense; they can score whatever. But if they can't find some solid defense in that team, then they're going to struggle. Yeah, yeah exactly. Last exactly. Fifteen years, uh, all championship teams had a top ten defense, right? Yeah. Yeah. To like sixteen, and that was with Jared Allen, and they're losing him now. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, Jarrett yeah, Allen's a loss, there. definitely. Yeah. Um, so I'm just looking for something. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, for example, depth-wise, the Nets, I mean, Spencer Dimwi right. injured. Um, I've got no one. Like, they're looking at IT, potentially, uh, as a backup, backup signing. But really, I mean, there isn't really much there. Help with defense. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's five for eight. It's yeah. Do much. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting, like, how they manage that because they have free agents. But, there's, I mean, right now they have uh, Chris Coyser, Tyler Johnson, Timothy Lowe, Cavalry is not a bad defender. Bruce Brown as well, not a terrible yeah, defender. Yeah. But it, it kind of, I mean, yeah, their depth is just atrocious. Like, I, I mean, they've got Jeff Green as a good wing. But apart from that, I mean, it's just, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, they deal with this. I also good. just think they have to be careful as well. Like, obviously, they need some um, some defence. But I just think there is a question of whether they go for some but then they overtrade they you know they mm-hmm. need to they need to have a solid team and a, and a sort of bond in the team and the more they trade the less that is and it'll take them a few games to get that together really exactly. so i mean it, it's kind of hard to make a trade anyway because about giving up more players because i mean they trade away all their picks yeah they have literally all their first rounders for the next for the next three years oh no up to well, 22 24 26 and then obviously their pick stops as well so really all their all their picks um which I think, obviously, it's it's kind of, you know, you're giving up for James Harden. It's kind of, it makes sense in terms of that. You're going for the win now. But I, don't know, I guess there's also kind of shows there's two different, I guess, dynamics, you could say, or kind of, I can't think of the word, but two kind of ways in which teams can go for a championship. You look at teams like the Heat in terms mm-hmm. of depth. Like, they're really, really deep. And yeah. you kind of show, like, the, I mean, the Lakers are kind of a mix of both, but you've got depth or star power. The Nets also have the star power here. They have the best starting lineup. Just like the Warriors were two years ago with, Steph, Clay, uh, KD, Draymond Green, Demarcus Cousins, but past that they had nothing, and yeah. it didn't actually work out in the end. They actually, you know, lost in the final against, final against the Raptors. But obviously, they had plenty of injuries as well. I think it's interesting to see because um, I think let's say this whole experiment with the Nets fails. I wonder if that kind of sends a message league wide that's really not worth trying to get all these superstars together. Yeah, because yeah. I still think the Lakers have got the better team than the Nets right now. Oh, I mean, one hundred percent. Because they got the best player in LeBron. My best big men in AD, but they got such so, such good depth. I mean, they have two six men of the year. Yeah. Plus, they have such so, such good depth in terms of um, I was gonna say every brand he's not there anymore, but like, even like Alex Caruso, a guy who's kind of made fun of a bit. He's a bit of a meme, but he's, he's a, a very good, good player. player. He's a good yeah. player. He plays with tenacity. And you got yeah. Mark Gasol, Montrez Harrell, they mentioned, um, t- and you got um, what's his name? Uh, the small four, Taylor Horson Tucker. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's played really really well. I mean, he was a second round pick last year. And he's really coming to his own now. I think I've noticed as well the big thing of that is confidence. Like he plays such confidence now, which I think is so important because you look at players like Lonzo Ball with such good potential. But uh, thinking of Ball's actually Lamelo Ball, he's doing insane. He leads rookies in everything apart from blocks. Yeah, I saw that. It's impressive. There's always the question you always see in high school when you think, you know, um, will he actually translate into the league? He shoots way too much, moves too too far out, he plays too lax. But actually, he's insane. Yeah, he's six yeah, eight. He's a point guard, strong enough. Good, like he's an insane passer. It kind of like passes almost where it looks like he's just taking it, like you know, like doing it for fun, but it actually works out. Yeah, sort of like Jokic's passing. Yeah, I mean he's put himself in, in the front seat really for rookie of the year. So oh, I'm thinking it's a nice little template that Charlotte can use. I mean Charlotte's made some questionable decisions in terms of, like Gordon Hayward signing, even though the kind of unfortunate Gordon thing Hayward's is, good, yeah. yeah, 
But I think obviously it's not worth four years, 30 mil. But the unfortunate thing is with like small market teams like that, they have to do that in terms to, in, term, in, the, in the way to lure players into their team. It's not, you know, the Heat or the Heat or the Lakers or New York. Well, New York haven't even done great in terms of free agency recently, but big market teams generally have yeah. an easy pull, but not particularly like Charlotte. I wonder with the emergence of the Lamelo Ball team, players could uh, be flocking to play. Yeah. I think focusing back on the trade, I mean, I think, obviously, we mentioned the Cavs are the winners, but from what they gave up, I mean, so they got Jarrett Allen, their centre for the future, which obviously they, you know, pretty much said that because they're going to try and trade Andre Drummond. Also got yeah. Torian Prince, a very good young wing, a good 3 and D player. All they had to give up was a Milwaukee first, which would be, you know, be in the mid to late 20s, and Dante Exum, a backup point guard shooting guard. He, wasn't re- he wouldn't really have been getting you know, major minutes, especially with Colin Sexton and Darius Garland playing in the backcourt. So I think that's the biggest win, to be honest. What do you guys think yeah, about I that? With, I agree with that. I mean, Dante Exum's career has kind of been a letdown. Yeah. But I think they were just... It was mainly all about the Rockets and the Nets, and like they just tried to get other teams involved, so the Cavs yeah. didn't have to do much. And yeah, I think they've ended up the biggest winners. I think it'll be interesting with the with the Rockets because they've kind of gone for like their team's just decent, but not great, nor bad. Like the point guard John Ball, I mean, their their whole team is pretty much uh, like a kind of hospital, I guess you could say, like the kind of hospital ward. They've all got post injury players who are like you know a, just a form of shell of themselves. Like, yeah. you kind of have John Ball came back from tearing his Achilles, falling down the stairs. Also, like, towards ACL or something as well. Obviously, he's playing well, but he's obviously not exactly the same as John Wall was before, at least in terms of consistency. And you've got yeah, Shingar, which was deeper, dropped a bit. Playing playing, playing all right, but, you know, not you know, when he kind of broke out on the paces. Uh, he's, been, he's been playing better than he was in the bubble, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. The bubble was not uh, good for him. I mean, then you have so far it's just been shooting threes. Yeah, and then you have uh, as Eric Gordon the small forward, uh, Christian Wood a powerful. Christian Wood a really good pickup. I heard yeah, I the Pistons are only calling to offer him eight mil a year. Yeah. Ridiculous, and they go and pay like Miles Plumley twelve mil, fourteen mil. Like, I don't really understand that. But um, yeah. I think with 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 the Rockets, they're just kind of going to find themselves in purgatory. I feel like like they're they're going to make the playoffs, but in such a stacked West, I don't uh, the see them going past the first round. Dangerous. They, they could look to trade or the depot again, or I don't know, but I, I just feel like they're kind of in this place where you know they're decent, but it's going to be really, really boring getting mid middle, you know, you know picks, you know, picks off just after the lottery, or because you know, I don't see this team going a big run because I mean, they're not exactly the most deep. I mean, point guard, you got Chris Clemens as a backup, you got Peter Tucker coming in there as well, and small forward, power forward, uh, you got yeah, Daniel House, yeah, but it's just. It's nothing special. Like there's no kind of players that jump out at you anymore. I mean, PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon, as much as I hate to say it, are kind of I'm not gonna say washed, but they're obviously not as good as they were a few years ago. All, yeah, it all depends on if any of their players can get back to what they were. Exactly. Much. Like if Cousins can get anywhere close to his former self, if John mm-hmm. Wall improves a little bit and then Christian Wood continues to play well, then they'll be a good team. Yeah. It's more like uh, the only problem is it's kind of a bit annoying they kind of have to hope for all that just for the team to do well and probably make the fifth seed or something or the sixth seed. Yeah. Because otherwise, I could honestly see them not making the playoffs. I don't know. I just feel like Definitely. the I West mean, is so yeah. stacked this year. Obviously, I think, they, I think they will, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be really, really shocked if they didn't just because the West is so stacked. You've got so many good, young, hungry teams like the Grizzlies, for example, the Pelicans. You know, the team, yeah, I mean, 
I, I don't know. I think the Spurs will probably blow it up. I think. I don't know. I mean, under Greg Popovich, anything can happen with them. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's. I, I get what you mean, but I think there just is limits to it. But um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. But I think that about, about wraps it up now. Don't to keep the podcast going too long. Is there anything else you guys would like to say before we wrap up? Um, just. I mean, I was going to say something about the possibility of Bradley Beal going somewhere if he's mm. made available, but. Well, you know, we could talk about another episode potentially. A lot of trade, a lot of trade rumors. So you know, <laughs> gotta get, get, get the views up. You know. Anyway, all right. I think that about wraps it up for today. And uh, thank you all for listening. I'll see you all next time. See how I little that's a little marketing right there. Extra episode. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Let them know what's coming. Exactly. <laughs> Would you guys be down to do that? Yeah, I'm down. Especially oh. with Bradley Beal playing well recently. Sixty-two. Uh-huh. Crazy. Fucking sick. All right, well, cheers, guys, for coming on. Um, get this edited and probably upload it tomorrow or some shit. Yeah, it's so long. I've got this new, I've got this laptop here, and I've got this thing called Audacity to get an audio editor. It's like 10 times more complicated than GarageBand. It's like, it's sick, it's sick in terms of editing, but it's. It has a GarageBand, yeah. You know? <laughs> I didn't say GarageBand. And what? <laughs> hey, hey, don't, don't laugh. You guys just won't come on here again, you know? <laughs> We'll be so bored at home, nothing to do. You know? I'll be doing bits of my podcast, getting paid so much money, even though I can't get paid. And, and Wilson, um, are you going to be yeah. gay all night again, or are you going to play something? How am I being gay? I just, you know, play a single player game for the last three weeks. Of course, you play. Not been the last Yakuza. It has been. It's been ever since we started in lockdown. That's you guys are two K twenty one. I got it. I got it. I played it for like a day. I was like, oh. <sighs> I'm actually, it. I'm actually sick. I'm a, I'm a two-way small forward, like a two-way shot shooter. I remember you said that last year and I played one game and you just break every shot. <laughs> Things are, <laughs> yeah, it's peak. I started off with shit like that, but now I'm actually, I'm actually good. I was like, remember, Jagger, like, they were just leaving you open in the corner. That was yeah. so funny. Yeah. I don't understand that. I always feel like with me, I get so unlucky. Like, I literally, <laughs> I... I, 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 I get good releases, I get good jump shots, I just don't hit him. It's just peak. But actually, to be fair, in the park, because you know how like, it differs, right? In the rec, I'm like shooting like 33%, right? Yeah. But in the park, like hitting them 50%, hitting them 40%, it's hot as fuck. That's like, crazy. Yeah. yeah, but when on 2 came, it's such beer, like, you'd be wide open and you'll miss 10 straight. Like, <laughs> be fair, my guy's only got 83, 80 overall 3, because he's just moving forward. I wonder what missing wide open shots is like on 2K. Yeah, well, it could never be me. Yeah. Yep. Neither of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're a centre. You miss the shot. Who, me? No, Augie Bear. Nah, bro. Small forward slasher. Nah. <laughs> that sounds skillful. I, yeah, ni- 19. I, I didn't really I didn't really know how to play the game yet. They put me a centre. <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, no, that was 18. Powerful. Oh, no. Okay, powerful. that was 18. Oh yeah, that was eighteen. That was eighteen. That yeah, was eighteen. Yeah. I had nineteen like... was my golden days, man. I was elite two. I was sick. Nah, it was... Oh yeah, I remember I played center and you were point guard. Nah, what's it? It uh eighteen no, nineteen was the one where M. Wilson made a build for me and he put me in as a shooting power forward and it was yeah. the worst build. You're playing you you're just playing couldn't shoot. shoot. Yeah, but it was Emerson, Emerson, my guy, we both know my guy was retarded and it was a dead build. No, if you could shoot, it would work. But the problem was you didn't hit a shot for like <laughs> okay, games. Yeah, that was poor. 
but my guy was slow, had no handles, and he literally could not do anything else. That's because all he's meant to do is shoot. He <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't do that. <laughs> you know do what, a you green know... celebration and an error. That was not my fault. I, didn't, know, I, never, I never brought one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, some, sometimes we play with him, right? And he's got the Ben Simmons build. But he, so he's like a point guard. He's six foot eight. So like messes up the whole rotation because obviously he's a point guard. But then like I'm my small forward has to play power forward or center when we play with him, and um, he like tries to shoot and like dribble and dunk on people. We've got like no stats. He's one of them guys. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine trying to post try someone when it doesn't work. I love Slasher. It's fun though, I can't lie. <laughs> the so number of shit. games I've thrown because I just want to post to someone. My guy goes into the animation and then he just lays it up to get blocked. <laughs> Alright, well, in a bit, fellas. Um, yeah, in a bit. Cheers, Connor. Let you guys know when do you guys want to do the trade one? Maybe some point in the midweek like on a Wednesday or something. Because uh, yeah, of course, you know, obviously no one's doing fucking sport. Yeah, got Although I've got a football practice. meeting on Wednesdays. Oh. You know, I'm still injured. From what? Oh, the arm. The arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was joking. I didn't think it was actually going to be the arm. <laughs> well, what else wrong. would it be? Yeah, I don't know. It could have had some ankle injury. What are you, what are you he, said, he said still injured. Yeah, he could have injured his ankle. You're I waffling. Know, you're, you're right nah, waffling. Yeah, 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 you're, you're waffling. Okay. You're Albino. Yes. Okay, okay well, that about wraps it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is gonna, I'm putting some extra the bloopers in the, in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I should do that. All right.